and that this was not at all a coincidence that I was actually syncing the cycles of my body and my hormones with the cycles of the moon by being in this type of ritual. I am an empowerment coach. I am here to empower you to create the life that you want to live. to your intuition, to quit your slave job, to be brave enough to figure out how to serve your sacred purpose. Okay, welcome back. We are just a day before our Red Tent Priestess activation training and women's empowerment experience here in Los Angeles. And today I'm going to be interviewing Priestess Laura Carmody. Laura is the first person that I studied the blood mysteries with. She was facilitating the first red tent that I ever went to, and she is also the reason that I know Priestess Grail. And I am so honored and excited that she is coming to the red tent this weekend to share with you all her knowledge of the blood mysteries. So before we go over to the interview... Uh, I wanted to ask you to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so yet. And if you would also leave a review, that way other women can know that it's good and that we're doing some good work over here and follow us and be educated in women's mysteries as well. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to my Patreon account. And so that's Patreon forward slash Jamie Black. And you can support the podcast and you can also support the music. The song that is featured at the beginning and the close of this podcast is actually one of mine and it's called Sands of Time. It's from an album I recorded a few years ago called The Wishing Well. And if you're interested in listening to more of my music, you can go to jamieblackmusic.com. And so with that, I'm going to take you over to our interview Okay, we are here at the Silver Lake Priestess podcast. I am Jamie Black, and I am here to interview Laura Carmody on what are the blood mysteries. So Laura, Priestess Laura, is coming to facilitate in our Red Tent Priestess activation ceremony and training this weekend in Los Angeles. And I'm so excited to have you come. I'm so excited to have you come on the show. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, I'll just share with everyone how I know Laura. So sometime around this time last year, she was offering a program called I Love My Yoni. And I was just scrolling through Instagram and it was something that I saw and I scrolled past it and it just grabbed me. And then I was like, wait, let me just check out that and see what that is. So it was an online program and it was in sister circle style, but online. And that actually was a catalyst for a number of different things that I was doing. Um, but anyway, we learned all about our yonis and our sacred bowl and our blood and so many things that I actually had never had any training in and didn't know anything about about and it changed my whole life. So I'm really uh, excited to offer 
this training for other women that have not been exposed to this. And there's so many of us, so many of us. Um, so Laura, you're such a wealth of information and you're such an activator just in your presence and you have so much to teach and so much to share. So I'm gonna ask you a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> so I've been asking um, I've been asking all the priestesses just to share a little bit about their story, but first, um, I would just love to know what being a priestess means to you. What is that path to you? What does it mean to you personally? Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for having me and inviting me onto your podcast and bringing me to LA to connect with your community. It has been just such a joy over the past year getting to connect with you in this way and deepen into our sisterhood. And it's been wonderfully inspiring to see all of the things that you've been creating and just so much fun to pray and play with you. And I cannot wait to be with you next weekend. So thank you for activating this container and for inviting me to be a part of it. I'm so honored and thank you for that introduction as well. So, yes, to me, what it means to be a priestess is pretty simply to hold presence and intention for the major gateways and initiations that we move through as human beings, as divine human beings. So holding space for ourselves, holding space for those around us, and holding space for the collective as we move through these major shifts and changes and thresholds that we come to in different parts of our lives. So on a very larger scale of you know birth, death, sex, blood, parenting, all of these major things, and on a more metaphorical scale, the major birth and deaths that we go through on a day-to-day -day basis and how do we bring intention and ceremony and awareness to those different changes in our lives and how do we hold that space for the collective because i think that it's pretty clear that right now on a collective level we are moving into a new place we are in a paradigmal shift and we are being asked to step up in major ways and to activate these codes that are within our bodies and within our bones to create a new world. So I believe that, you know, myself and you, Jamie and Grail and so many of the other women that are magnetized towards this type of work and that are going to be present at the training next weekend, we are being called to hold space for the collective as a whole as we move into this new world, into this paradigm shift of love and balance, unison, connection with the earth, with each other, and with the balancing of the, the masculine and the feminine within. Oh, I just get chills while you're sharing. Um, it's a very beautiful way to say all of that. Um, and just very activating. So Laura is the one that held the first red tent. It was a red tent priestess activation and it definitely activated me. And she is the reason that I also got to meet Grail. Um, and so how did you get, how did you get there? 
So what was your journey and how did you first know that you were a priestess? Like how, where, where was the point where you had that knowing? And then how did you, did you search out training? How did it come to you? Great. So it's been in this lifetime, a relatively short journey for me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty young. I am about to turn 26 in a month. And I started awakening to all of these mysteries at around the age of 20 and very majorly into the priestess path right around the age of 22. So I, you know, around the age of 18 or 19, started awakening to a more spiritual, holistic lifestyle and started, you know, really focusing in on the food and what I was putting into my body and getting into my yoga and meditation practice and becoming more consciously aware of my impact on those around me and my impact on the earth. And I started uh, holding ceremony. And I was holding new moon ceremonies. At the time, these were co-ed ceremonies. And I was inviting friends over to my house every new moon. And we would share a potluck meal together and we would set our intentions for what we wanted to claim for this coming lunar cycle. And when I started connecting with my community and with the lunar cycle in this way, I quickly realized that I was bleeding every new moon. Mm -hmm. And it was this really, you know, this really juicy kind of thing where every new moon I was releasing my blood and I was also getting to, you know, clean out my house in preparation for my friends coming over and just had this very nested kind of feeling and I just thought to myself, you know, this, there's something else here. This just feels like more than simply a coincidence. And I look back on this as my first understanding of womb wisdom in this lifetime, that I had this intuitive pull to look deeper into what is here. So I started doing a little bit of research and I found that in fact, all women used to bleed together under the new moon and that this was not at all a coincidence that I was actually syncing the cycles of my body and my hormones with the cycles of the moon by being in this type of ritual. And that kind of put me down the rabbit hole of the women's mysteries and opened up this door into the blood and into the womb. And I very quickly started connecting with my blood in a very intimate way and started collecting my blood and giving it back to the earth. At the time, I was in a community that this was all just completely unheard of. So I suck out, I sought out the support of a priestess, Aurora Ray, who created the website ourredtent.com, where she was offering red tent priestess trainings around the country and also online. And she was nowhere near me at the time. So I first did a, uh, an online red tent priestess training with her. And that was really the reflection and the affirmation that I needed to see, okay, I'm not crazy. All of these things I'm awakening to are very, very real. There are many women that are embodied in these mysteries and that are sharing them with others. And I just haven't met them in my physical reality yet. So with her support, I was, you know, initiated into the path of the Red Tent Priestess. 
and very quickly from there started holding monthly new moon sister circles and started bringing red tent leading spaces to music festivals. Mm-hmm. And a year or two later, I wanted, um, you know, more training and support and community that would, uh, understand who I am and who I was becoming. So I moved to the West coast after meeting Grail, largely moved out to Ashland to be a part of the goddess temple of Ashland and, um, started serving there and started, um, kind of mentoring under Grail and learning from her. Um, and quickly she became one of my closest, um, friends and sisters and is, you know, still is, and is definitely one of my greatest teachers as well. Um, and so for the past, I think it's been like two or three years, um, was very present in the community there and became priestess of the moon lodge and temple coordinator and really had the opportunity to plug into that living, thriving pagan community that deeply, deeply honors the womb and the blood and, just had the opportunity to serve and to learn there in in a very intimate way. Wow. Um, I do know what that place feels like. That's where, where we met in person for the first time was up in Ashland. Um, And it is a very special place to be where there are so many priestesses that come there from all around the world to be in that environment and to meet each other. And that was really powerful for me to experience. I think that I woke up to the knowledge of having been a priestess when I was about 19, but I didn't have anyone in my life, not until meeting you. And so it's just been a very like a solo journey um, but not having anyone to talk about any of this with. So it was just kind of this little secret way that I was with myself inside and never having any discussion about the blood. I am a full moon bleeder and I used to perform music on the full moon. And so that was another secret like ritual experience that I was having is I was always booking the shows around my bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but even still after that, never thought any, never thought twice about flushing the blood down the toilet, never, um, one of the things that happened to me in the training with you that I love my Yoni training is that we were really focusing on our womb center. And that is not a place that I had ever focused on in my life. I'm a Scorpio. I know that Scorpio rules the second chakra. I've said this before. I know that it's the creative center, but never have I ever focused my creative energy in that part of my body. And that's what started to happen. I, with um, doing the work with you in that program, it just really woke up that part of my body and activated my creative center, activated my womb. Um, So, I'm imagining then you did a lot of like working with the blood in the red tent. Uh, I would love to actually talk to Aurora about her trainings and what it is that she offers. So, so what are the blood mysteries? So the blood mysteries in essence are a series of oral traditions that have been passed down from generation to generation 
previously passed down in what we now call red tents and what used to be called menstrual tents. There is evidence of a menstrual tent in every single culture that we have recorded human history of. And this was simply the place where women would go into when they were bleeding. This is a place where they would sit yoni to earth and bleed into the earth, where they would hold ceremony, where they would divinate and share their dreams, and where they would receive oracular transmissions from source consciousness, from their ancestors, to then relate to the group and to relate to their village, to their culture as a whole. So the blood mysteries talk about all of this and are these teachings of how to live aligned with our cycles and our ever-changing, shifting flow of hormones as women, how we can align with our hormonal shifts so that we can thrive in our greatest, most optimum essence as really juicy, fully alive women and human beings. So when we think about the blood mysteries, we think about cycle syncing. We think about syncing our lifestyle and all of our practices with our hormones. We think about connecting that with the moon, how we relate to our blood and our cycles, how we collect and offer our blood to our houseplants or to the earth, what kind of prayers we have for ourselves and the collective through our blood and what we are shedding, what we are releasing spiritually while we physically release our uterine lining. So as women, we are constantly shifting our neurochemical balance. Our neurochemistry, our brain chemistry actually changes by 25% every week. And every week that shift continues. So this is a profound shift that we are constantly cycling through. And when we start to learn about this, we start to tune into how we can feel these shifts, embody them and bring them into our beings so that we tune into trance. This, we are actually fine-wired, fine-tuned to do this as women, just through our chemical makeup. We have this opportunity to constantly have a changing in perception that allows us to drop into trance and to receive transmissions from our bodies, from our emotions, and from our connection to higher consciousness through our blood. So the blood mysteries are about our menstrual phase, most certainly, but about our entire hormonal cycle, the four phases of our hormonal cycle and the different archetypes that those carry and how we can tune into these different archetypes, energies, and hormonal balances to access greater wisdom, to be more present with ourselves, with our relationships and with our projects and to balance all of our bodies mentally, physically, spiritually, and energetically in all ways. Will you talk a little bit about Yoni to Earth and what the point of that is and what that type of experience is? Um, Certainly, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. So we all understand the benefits of walking barefoot on the earth and receiving the vibrational essence of the earth through our skin. 
And we know that this has incredible benefits for us spiritually, most certainly, and also physically, that it actually improves our immune health. It can um, lower anxiety, depression. Um, you know, it connects us to the elements in a very intimate way. Similarly, we can receive these benefits from the earth through our yonis. And as women, much of our sacred feminine architecture is internal. So we do have our outer vulva, but our, our yoni, you know, is an internal organ for the most part. We have our vaginal walls, we have our cervix, and then of course we have our uterus and our ovaries and our fallopian tubes, all of which are internal. So it's a little bit more challenging for us to receive that vibrational resonance of the earth into those organs. Whereas for a man, they can pretty effortlessly lay their lingam right onto the earth and receive those healing benefits for their lingam. For women, um, it's not quite as easy. So we do have the opportunity to place our outer vulva, to place our yoni directly onto the earth. And when we bleed directly onto the earth, we actually have this physical stream of blood coming from the cervix and touching the earth that allows those internal organs to receive that resonance. So this is really, really important and deeply healing especially with all of the imbalances that so many modern women experience with their hormones, with STIs, and with our cervixes, which is a very, very delicate and incredibly intelligent organ that requires a lot of presence and love and healing energy. When we bleed directly onto the earth, we have that potent opportunity for our cervix and for all of our internal organs to receive those healing benefits similar to walking barefoot on the earth. It's also just a really, really primal experience of being able to directly give our blood back to the earth with no intermediate, you know, third party or exchange that has to be there. So we have this deep communion and conversation that's happening with the earth mother where we are releasing our blood and our prayers, our vibrational essence and all of the sustenance and nurturance of our blood is going directly into the mother in the most effortless and, and simplest way possible. So it really connects us to the earth as well as our past lives and our ancestry in a really beautiful way, because that's just the way that we always did it, you know? all of these new things with menstrual cups and period panties. I love them all. You know, the tampons and pads, things like this. That's all very, very new in the grand span of human history. The way that we used to do it was just sitting directly onto the earth because we didn't have this modern technology. Um, so it, it really allows us to tune back into those ancient times of being in the red tents, being in the moon lodge, being in the menstrual huts, with our families, with our sisters, with our communities, and just sitting yoni to earth, just as we are. <laughs> so, okay, so I live in Los Angeles, and uh, there's a lot of traffic, and there's a park here, but it's like extremely public. I do not have a backyard. There is no place 
actually do live in a place now that has a little bit of a front yard and there's trees and actual grass. So um, I will take my blood offerings out, usually at nighttime on my own and I'll take it out and I'll just, you know, I'll give an offering and connect with the trees that I live right here with. Um, but so many of us here in the city, uh, we're not, we don't practice that way. That's not, um, it's, it's, it's very hippie, you know, it's very like people who are more connected to the earth, to the earth and they live outside of uh, the city, which is why I'm bringing this red tent. Why, why I'm bringing you. It's why I'm bringing you and Grail and bringing you women here that have this very like natural experience of being a woman with the earth and being able to connect in that way. So what would you say to the women that are listening to this that are like, okay, that's great for you, but there's no way that that's going to happen for me. I mean, yes, they should go to spirit weavers or they should go to like uh, fest festivals out in the summer where they're having that, ex where that experience is offered to them. Um, you also offer red tent, red tents in different festivals and things that are going on up in the Pacific Northwest. But for people who are in the city and they're like, Laura, I just can't do that. Mm -hmm. How can mm -hmm. they still connect with the earth in that way? Or, um, yeah, how, what would you suggest that they do with their blood? So that's an awesome question. Um, House plants are a really great option because it is still the earth and it allows you to give your blood back to the earth without having to leave your home. I also love it because you can create this really sweet, intimate relationship with the plant beings that are in your home sanctuary. And because our main blood is our uterine lining that would sustain life within the womb should we conceive, it is full of the juiciest, healthiest, immune-boosting stem cells that our body has to offer. So when we feed that back to our plants, we can very quickly see that they start to grow and just thrive and blossom in such beautiful, really, really like quickly visible ways. So it's really exciting to see that firsthand as well. And to be like, wow, this is powerful. Like this moon blood is really, really full of nurturance and nutrients. And um, it's, so it's great to have that relationship with your plants and be able to offer it in that way. Um, and then, of course, like you described, you um, you can find other places, whether it's just, you know, one tree outside of your apartment building. Um, it can feel a little silly sometimes, you know, like you ha maybe ha wanting to be a little secretive or, mm -hmm. you know, wondering what people might think. Um, I totally get it. You know, I'm I'm visiting my parents right now in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I just finished my moon. <laughs> so I got to go through this whole experience of, you know, like being empowered in my body and in my womb and also, um, you know, being in right relation with everyone in my family and keeping everyone, you know, comfortable and just, you know, really, really fluid. Um, so start where you are and be realistic with, uh, what is around you and, um, and what is accessible to you. Um, you do want to dilute your, your moon blood with water, whether you're giving it to the earth or to the plants, that's going to allow it to just really effortlessly sink right into the soil. Um, and if you do, 
Um, one option is that you can keep all of your blood in a jar until the end of your cycle and then just make one offering. If you do choose to do that, you want to make sure to keep your blood in the freezer because if you keep it at room temperature, uh, it can develop pathogens if it's just sitting out without being offered immediately. I used to always do that, but then I actually found that um, I felt that I wasn't fully shedding until the blood was going back to the earth. So for that week that I would be saving my blood, it just like still felt like there was all of this emotional and mental and spiritual muck that I wanted to shed that wasn't being fully released, even though it was out of my body, it wasn't being fully released until the blood was back into the earth. So it kind of just depends on what works for you. Every body's different. And I would encourage you to um, keep tuning into your womb and asking your womb and your blood what it wants and how it wants to be fed to the earth. Uh, because we all have our unique body wisdom that's going to guide us. So just keep tuning into that as much as possible. And just be loving and compassionate to yourself because this journey and this expression of menstrual empowerment, it's very unique. So it looks different for everyone. It might not look exactly the way that it does for me. And that's perfect. On um, one of the more radical ends, um, you're someone that will make masks out of your moon blood and put it on your face. And learning about this was very powerful just in, its, in itself because never are we taught that our blood has a purpose. Never are we taught if you put this on your face, it will completely heal any blemishes or any, just anything that is irregular, any kind of like rashes or any problem that you have on your skin, you could actually heal it from your own moon blood. And I found that to be just really like, wow. To be a woman, I'm 42. So I was in your course last year and I was 41. To have gotten this far along in my life, to have had this many menstrual cycles in my life and to never know that there was something that I could be doing with my blood. Um, you know, it's so interesting how we've been kept from all of this information for so long. So mm. you are holding red tents in festivals and how is that going? So are women coming and being like, okay, yes, I'm so excited. I wanna sit right here on the ground with you guys and, and bleed on it. Or is there um, curiosity but resistance? I haven't had the experience to check that out myself, so I, I've been wondering. Yeah, you know, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, I've been super blessed to have the opportunity to bring red tents to um, several different festivals and gatherings all over the country. And when I started, it was very grassroots. So I was, I really had a 10 foot by 10 foot pop-up tent and that's not a lot of room to have an altar and a temple space and a blood offering space but we made it happen um a, that was a lot of education more than anything else mostly because most of those events that I was doing were on the east coast 
where this work is not quite as prevalent. So that was a lot of, you know, people coming and asking questions, some resistance, some confusion, but overall an incredible reception and a lot of curiosity. And then of course, every once in a while, there's the sister that comes that's like so grateful because this is her practice and she is, she is mooning and she is so grateful that this space is being held. Last summer, we were at the Goddess Temple, donated an incredible structure that's actually a 500 square foot red tent by Peter Belt at Red Sky Shelters. And he donated us this red tent because he had learned of our frustration with the need for bleeding spaces not being fully seen by music festivals. And he said, I want to help you. Um, I want to help you make this a reality. And he donated us the red tent structure along with the infrastructure to have running water available in the red tent to make blood offerings really, really easy and um and exciting, you know, um, because just imagine going to a music festival and being on your menstrual cycle and having to go into a porta potty to remove your menstrual cup. It's just like you can hardly do anything in a porta potty. It's so small. It's most certainly not sanitary, um, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't have to be an uncomfortable situation to offer your blood. So we had our initiatory experience with this red tent structure at Beloved Festival 2018, which is an incredible music festival in Tidewater, Oregon. And the event producers really saw the need, deeply honored it, and went above and beyond to make sure that we could be there and that all of our needs were met and that this space was created so that bleeding people could have a space to bleed with dignity and with access to clean running water. And it was an incredible success. Part of the Red Tent was an interactive temple and workshop space where we had all different kinds of workshops and circles happening. We had cacao being brewed up all weekend. We had tea and books and cards and priestesses present throughout the weekend to hold space. The other part was a sectioned off area where we had the sink with running water with a removable shower head so that you could clean yourself up really easily. We had washcloths, we had some menstrual care products available, and we had multiple different options for how you could give your blood back to the earth in a sacred way. And um, it was it was phenomenal. I just could not be more pleased with how excellent it was received um, on the West Coast. There are many, many women that are already deeply embodied in this work. So just so many people were coming forward with deep, deep gratitude. The space was being held and that they had a beautiful place to come and be on their moon and be honored. And that they had, you know, room and spaciousness to be able to remove their cup and cleanse it and to not have to worry about going into the bathrooms to do all of that. Um, it was an incredible success and the event organizers were really, really excited about it as well. Um, we will almost definitely be going back next year is the way that it was left at the end of the event. And um, yeah, I am now, I was actually working on this right before we got on this call was emailing 
um, another event and I'm just starting to think about, okay, so like what festivals are ready for this and want us to come and give this offering and just starting to put some of those feelers out there and see what comes together for the 2019 season. It's so important. It's so special that you're offering that. So you and Grail as well are touring around a bit and offering Red Tent Priestess trainings. Yes, we have been. So I did one myself last weekend in Ohio, which was excellent. Um, Ohio is kind of one of the places where I had much of my spiritual awakening. Um, so it was really exciting to come back and get to offer something to the women of the community there. Um, we don't currently have any other red tent training scheduled, but Grail and I, oh, except for the one except next weekend, of course, <laughs> the, the LA weekend, of course, um, coming up and Grail and I are co-facilitating a 22 day midwifing the veils priestess training in Guatemala this March that will absolutely cover the blood mysteries, but also covers a much broader scope of the priestess arts as a whole. Um, so that is March 9th to the 30th on Lake Atalan in Guatemala. I will be joining you for that. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited about that. So um, tell us a little bit about what is the work that you offer? What is the, your company? So um, I'll let you tell us about the name of your company. And um, mm -hmm. so the platform that I work out of is called Priestessing the Paradigm Shift. And I think that I spoke a little bit about this with kind of what it means to me to, to be a priestess at the beginning of the, at the call. But I really believe that at this time, there are many, many women and beings that have walked the path of the priestess for many lifetimes and are intentionally reincarnating at this time on the earth to hold space for the collective consciousness of humanity as we transition into a new earth of balance, respect for each other, respect for the earth, unity, love, compassion, that we are coming back to a place of living in connection with the earth and with all of the beings on the earth. And I believe that we are awakening to these mysteries that are in our ancestry and in our past life memories, and that we are coming together in spaces like this, like the red tent trainings and, um, and all of the different circles and all of the different um, healing modalities that we all offer that we are joining together to be these reflections for each other and to activate these codes within each other. So Priestessing the Paradigm Shift is essentially a node that aims to activate that in um, people all around, all around the globe and to further activate the womb grid and to empower women to step into their wholeness and fullness and innate body wisdom. So I offer many different things through that platform, um, different online sister circles and trainings, um, different retreats, and so in-person trainings as well. Uh, the main one right now is the Midwifing the Veils 22-day long training in Guatemala in March. Uh, there will be a tour of Red Tent trainings that will be announced after that. 
Um, and I always do one-on-one -on -one work. I love to do one-on-one -on -one work, both in person and online. And my main thing that I love to offer is the Red Tent Priestess trainings, because I really see the power in women coming into their embodied leadership capabilities. So my goal is to help as many women as possible step into their priestesshood and their role as facilitators so that they can go back to their families and communities and start holding circles that will then inspire more women to do the same so that we're inspiring and catalyzing more and more and more sister circles across the planet and across the womb grid and across the universe because I know that you see the power of, cir of circle, Jamie, and it's just every time we gather in sister circle, the magic and the healing and just the incredible truth and beauty that we witness when women come together and share their stories, it's really phenomenal and it's deeply inspiring and incredibly healing. Um, so I love to help women learn how to facilitate their own red tent circles. And um, you can learn more about all of that my website is priestessingtheparadigmshift.com thank you thank you i was thinking while you were speaking you know is there someone that teaches the blood mysteries to men so that they understand right yes um, i certainly love to um, many of my uh, workshops that I share at festivals are open to men as well. And I was actually considering that I was thinking about like, what do I want to offer um, at gatherings this summer? And, you know, I've previously done ones that are just open to everyone. Like, for example, I have one called Moon Blood Mastery, and it's open to everyone. So you can come as a bleeder and learn how to support yourself, or you can come as a non-bleeder and learn how to support those around you. But now I'm thinking, like, do we need to offer one that is specifically for men to learn how to support their partners and their sisters and their mothers? And um, I think that's a, I think that's a spectacular idea. Yeah. I was feeling it while you were talking. And I'm like, I, I don't think I've heard that you've done that specifically. But, um, you know, they want to know as well. And as women are opening up to that, just within our own self and accepting that within ourself and then maybe getting excited about our bleed and painting with our blood and wearing it either as warrior paint on our face or that we're doing the healing mask um, or that we're ingesting it. You know, there is really so many different things that can be done as far as healing for your body, the way that you could heal your body with that moon blood that is coming out. Um, people's partners become open to this as well. And men become interested in it as well. And sometimes there is the reaction from men that's like, well, how come I can't come? Like, how come I can't come into the tent? Mm -hmm. And like, I wanna learn about these things as well. Mm -hmm. And so it, the first part of all of it is the first step is that women need to be able to gain the knowledge and share with their sisters and accept and love their own bodies first because it's coming from them. And so, but as that, as that opens up, you know, of course we want all of the men to be educated in it as well. And also just as excited as well. There's many ceremony that takes place 
with the woman while she is bleeding and the man participating in that with her and like sacred sacred sexual ceremony and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Certainly. all of that. So Certainly. Yeah. yeah, and we are so blessed with the community out in Ashland, the goddess temple, that many women are at the place where they feel safe enough in their work that they are able to invite men into the space. And that's not always true. You know, there's a certain amount of work that has to be done within the coven of the sister circle before men can be invited into it. Um, However, in Ashland, because the community in terms of the blood mysteries is quite developed there, we oftentimes have men come into our red tent circles and who come forward and say, I want to learn about the mysteries and I want to learn how to support my partners. And so we have a very open gender fluid community where men, women, and you know everything and everyone in between is invited to come and be a part of the circle. So that has been really exciting to witness over the past couple of years, how beautiful it is when a man comes and is, you know, is just there and present and learning and some of the wisdom that comes through these beautiful sacred men in these circles, it is really, really moving. So I'm excited to see how that continues to grow both in Ashland and in other communities as men really, you know, start to learn more about these mysteries. And it's, it's just so, so sweet, so beautiful. It was very inspiring and very moving and touching so much. So, I mean, you remember my experience to experience the men of the goddess temple up there and that they have their own, I don't know what they call it, but then they have a men's lodge and they get together and they meet and they share men's mysteries and trainings and things with each other just as the women do but it allows them to show up in such a different way in with women and in the group um I felt you know I felt it we we were in uh some ceremony this summer where um, the men were holding space for the women for the priestesses of a, a anyway that's a whole other story, but, um, but it's it was, beautiful. It's yeah, so exciting. It's it so exciting. So beautiful to see how that integrated and to see how that knowledge given and shared with the men and as well as empowering them to have their own rites of passage and to be working with each other as men and what is lost in their teachings and in men's culture and all of that. So there's such a focus up there on, um, on, on doing the work and addressing oneself individually and then one, addressing oneself in partnership and the partner and then showing up and being part of community. And it's really, it's a very magical, special place. It is. You know, I've been away from Ashland for a month and I miss it so much. I really (laughs) miss just being around so many people that are walking that path and just get it. And the men, they're so spectacular. I am in a relatively new relationship. I've been with this, this incredible man for I think about five months. And a couple months ago, he asked me, you know, I want to know more about your cycle and about the the hormonal cycle and how I can support you week to week. And like, you know, let me know how I can do that. And to me, I'm just like, oh, 
<laughs> I just like nerd out so hard. I took it so far and made this like whole chart about like, here's how you can support me physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually every week. Here's what it is. Amazing. Um, <laughs> That was like the ultimate swoon to me. I'm just like, oh. right. <laughs> you're like, what did you say? Oh, you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> right. Like, you just opened up a can of worms. Thank you. <laughs> but what a point of connection. Because and it just it allows us as women to connect with ourselves. So much of the shame. I mean, it comes from so diff- so many different angles, but it happens inside the relationship, and it's like hiding it, feeling gross about it, um, and not wanting him to know, not wanting to be touched, um, rather than him knowing exactly what's going on and then just being loving and supportive, um, you know, and they're ready to be that way. They're there. They are there to be that way, but it just, it has to come from us first. So, Mm -hmm. which is why I am so grateful to you. Um, I'm so happy that we found each other in this lifetime uh, you know, it's something I was thinking about, and it was interesting that you brought up the thing about age right away, is that uh, you're in your 20s, I'm in my 40s. And I remember when I was 27 and even 24, 25, I was very awake. I was very awake. I was very much channeling my purpose. I was really inspired and activated, not about any of this, but just about my purpose and I had a few friends that we could have conversations about what if people could be receptive to the ideas that people are actually receptive to now, the types of conversations that are able to happen with not just people who um, are specifically like really open-minded and um, maybe into like smoking weed and um, enjoying mushrooms or something like that. Just like the, the everywhere, there's an openness, there's an activation, people are aware and people are downloading information. And, you know, this, it's called the great awakening. And the way I see that also is like, it's awakening to what is here and is present, but also we are waking up to our past lives. So many past lives. So it's not just like this one and so at the time, you know, we, we would talk about, wouldn't it be amazing if, and there were few people that I felt like I could plug into. And that's kind of a way I talked about it. I mean, there's not that many people that I can plug into and have this understanding and this interaction happen. And as I, as maybe those people weren't in my life anymore in different times where I have been more alone, I have just, you know, I've wished for that type of connection and always been like, when are there going to be people that I can plug into? And what I didn't expect and the way that I did not look at it was that it was going to come from the younger generations, the younger, the, the people that are younger than me. It's not for me to plug into them. I am being plugged into by all of all of you. And uh, that is so exciting. And, you know, it's just, we're never, we never know. We, we never know what's going to happen. We never know how to expect that things are going to come along. But what an exciting time that we live in and what uh, an exciting experience that we're having as women 
in this day and age, plus we live all the way on the West Coast, we have an incredible amount of freedom and we are able to be free and empowered. And so it's important for us to share. It is important for us to, um, to participate in abundance and sharing and healing and talking about the things that are, have been uncomfortable for so long for people to talk about. It's we're safe and we are free and it's important for us to be able to share in the ways that women have not been allowed to share in so many thousands of years or longer. So I honor you deeply. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for all the experiences that you have brought into my life. And I am so excited that you're going to be facilitating with me in the Red Tent Priestess activation here in Los Angeles this weekend. It's going to be so juicy and so epic. And I just have crazy chills all over my whole body. And so thank you for yes. being here and sharing with us. And thank you for coming to be on the show. Mm, thank you so much, Jamie. It is always just such an incredible cone of power that's created whenever we connect and get to tune in with each other and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to know you and to plug into each other and just inspire and reflect each other's beauty and magic it is excellent and I could not be more excited to get to see you in just a couple of days thank you for inviting me to be a part of everything that you're creating and for inviting me onto the podcast. I really, really love and appreciate you. Yes, we need to hear this information. And so for anyone who is listening or watching, we are having the event this weekend. It's December 7th, 8th, and 9th. And if it is past the time, well, we are for sure offering more of these types of trainings in the future. So I will put all of Laura's information in the show notes so that you can find her. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and please share with your sisters. And with that, that's the end of, uh, that's the end of our podcast. So blessed be sending out love to everyone. Blessed be. Thank you. Oh.